this is Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Uh, thank you for supporting this podcast. Uh, I was kind of on a hiatus. I was feeling under the weather, so I decided to take my time for the next episode of my podcast. Yeah, this uh, Governor Cuomo sexual harassment story has been brewing. And I'm very interested in this particular story because I used to work for state government. I used to work with the New York State Department of Civil Service in the Adam Clayton Powell State Building. And I want to do this episode so I can give my two cents um, on what I feel or what's going on. But before we get started, I have some announcements. Uh, if you guys want to, you can follow me on my Instagram, BlackHogGay840. When you go on my Instagram, you'll get my bios, you'll get my Twitter account, you get my Twitch account, you get my Facebook account. Also, I'm registered. I'm registered, and this podcast is registered on IMBD as a television show. Uh, You can go on IMBD and type in Black Wall Street Chronicles if you like the show. Uh, you can give me a perfect rating that'll help me later on in my production career. Uh, now, give me one moment and we'll get started with the episode. So, let me tell you about the culture of uh, the New York State government, right? So, uh, New York State is actually a very big state. Not many people understand how big it is, and there's two sides of the state. You have upstate and downstate. Uh, uh, Downstate is basically uh, Putnam and Westchester counties the five boroughs of New York City and all of Long Island. Now, the culture of downstate is actually, we're hardworking, but uh, it's more laid back and it's more loose. Uh, I've never met Governor Cuomo, never met him personally, but I hear with the people who live in, uh, who works in upstate New York that things are a little tight things a little high strung and everybody's a little nervous and the the things I'm hearing about Governor Andrew Cuomo I'm starting to understand why so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read wikipedia.com Governor Cuomo so you can get a grasp of who he is and all the things he's done his career and then I'm going to read an article from the New York Post couple of articles from the New York Post uh, talking about the accusations and then I'm going to close off with my final opinion Alright, now I'm going to read the article from wikipedia.com. Andrew Mark Cuomo, born December 6, 1957, is an American politician, author, and lawyer, serving as the 56th governor of New York since 2011. A member of the Democratic Party, he was elected to the same position his father, Mario Cuomo, held for three terms. He has served as the chair of the National Governors uh, Association since August 2020. Both in Queens, New York, born in Queens, New York, Cuomo is a graduate of Fordham University, Albany Law School of Union University, New York. 
He began his career working as the campaign manager for his father, then as an assistant district attorney in New York City before entering private law practice. He founded a housing nonprofit and was appointed chair of the New York City Homeless Commission, a position he held from 1990 to 1999. Governor Cuomo serves as assistant secretary of housing and urban development for community planning and development from 1993 to 1997. From 1997 to 2001, he served in the President Bill Clinton's cabinet as the 11th United States Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. In 2006, Cuomo was elected Attorney General of New York. Cuomo won the 2010 Guba National Election to become Governor of New York and has been re-elected twice after winning primaries against progressive challengers. Sibdiff Titchout and Cynthia Nixon. During his governorship, Cuomo oversaw the passage of the 2011 Marriage Equality Act, introducing same-sex marriage in New York and the 2014 Compassion Care Act, legalizing mar- medical marijuana in response to the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting and the 2012 Webster shooting. Cuomo signed the New York Safe Act of 2013, Striction Gun Control Law in the United States. He co-founded the United States Climate Annulence, a group of states committed to fighting climate change by following the terms of the Paris Climate Accords. He also delivered Medicaid expansion under the Affordable Care Act, a 2011 tax code that raised taxes to the wealthy and lowered taxes for the middle class. 12 week pay family leave along a gradual increase of the starts minimum wage to $50 and pay equality. Governor Cuomo received national attention for his handling of COVID 19 pandemic in New York. Although he was initially lauded for his response efforts and received the International Emmy Founders Award for his daily briefings. His face has renewed criticism in his father's investigation and it was discovered that his national administration covered up information pertaining to COVID-19 deaths among the nursing home residents. From late 2020, Cuomo has faced allegations of sexual harassment. By mid-March 2021, seven women had made accusations against him. to talk about his early life and his education. Governor Cuomo was born in the Queensboro, New York City, to lawyer and Latier Governor Mayor of New York, Mayor Cuomo and Matilda. His parents were both of Italian descent. His pretended grandparents were from Nacreta, Ifiria, and Tomati in Capella region of Southern Italy. While his maternal grandparents were from Sicily, his grandfather from Messina, he had four siblings. His younger brother, Chris Cuomo, a CNN journalist. His elder sister is noted radiologist, Margaret Cuomo. He graduated from St. Gerard's Magenta School in 1971 and Archbishop's Mali High School in 1975. He receives a bachelor's, uh, bachelor's from Fordham University in 1979 and a JD in Albany Nice Law School in 1982. During his father's 1982 campaign for governor, Cuomo was a campaign manager. He then joined the governor's staff as one of his father's policy advisors at sometime Albany roommate, earning $1 a year. From 1984 to 1985, Cuomo was a New York assistant district attorney and briefly worked in a law firm of Booch, Falcom, and Miller. He founded Housing Enterprise for the Less Privileged. In 1989, he saw his law firm to run help full-time in 1988. From 1990 to 1993, through the administration of New York City, David Dinkins, Cuomo was chair of New York City Homeless Commission, which was responsible for developing policies to address homelessness in the city and providing more housing options. 
Andrew Cuomo was appointed to the Department of Housing and Urban Development in the Urban Development HUD as Assistant Secretary for Community Planning and Development in 1993, a member of Bill Clinton's administration. After the Department of Secretary Henry Cicinos at the end of Clinton's first term under the cloud of FBI investigation, uh, Cuomo was unanimously confirmed by the United States Senate to succeed him as Secretary of HUD. Club service secretary in January 1999 until the Clinton administration ended in 2001. In 2000, Cuomo led HUD efforts to negotiate an agreement with the United States handgun manufacturer Smith & Wesson. The agreement required Smith & Wesson to change the design, distribution, and marketing guns to make them safer and to help keep them out of the hands of children and criminals. Budgets enacted during Cuomo's term contained initiatives to increase the supply of affordable housing and home ownership to create jobs and economic development. These included new rental assistance subsidies, reforms to integrate public housing, housing limits on mortgages ensured by the Federal Housing Commission, a crackdown on housing discrimination, expanded programs to help homeless people get housing and jobs, and creation of the new empowerment zones. During Como's tenure as HUD secretary, he called for an increase in home ownership. He also pushed governor-sponsored lenders Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to buy more home loans issued to poor home loaners in an attempt to end discrimination among minorities. Some believe that this helped lead to the 2007-2010 subprime mortgage crisis. Edward J. Pinto, former chief pusher, credit officer at Fannie Mae, they should have known that the risk was large. Como was pushing mortgage bankers to make loans and basically saying you have to offer a loan to everybody. But others disagree with the assessment Como caused the crisis. Dean Banker, co-director of Center for Economic Policy Research, said that Como was a contributor in terms of him being the cheerleader, but I don't think we can pull too much blame on him. According to libertarian author critic James Bowen, Cuomo was obsessed with changing HUD's image, as Cuomo declared. The PR, according to libertarian author critic James Bowen, Cuomo was obsessed with changing HUD's image, as Cuomo declared. The PR is the important thing to do. 80% of the battle is communications. He championed a new program called Community Builders, created without appropriation by Congress, for 800 new HUD employees with computers to be trained as much as 100,000. In June 16, 1990 speech, Cuomo declared that one of the purposes of the program was to fight HUD's of abolition. In 1999, Community Builders distributed a letter to the community groups to fight against proposed tax cuts. One HUD official declared Community Builders was seen as Democratic war healers who act as a pipeline between Democrat city officials, party leaders, and the administration and the Democratic National Committee. In 1998, Clinton appointed HUD Inspector General Susan Gaffney testified to a Senate committee that she was a victim of eliciting attacks by her office by Cuomo and his key aides, including cooked up images, charges of racism, insubordination, malfeasance, and general dirty dealing. In 1990, Gaffney's orders considered that 15 of 19 community builders' goals or activists rather than actual accomplishments, and that Como's initiatives had a crippling effect on many of HUD's ongoing operations. Gaffney retired in May 2001, shortly after the apartment reached a 490,000 settlement with a black employee, where that includes her racial discrimination. Racial discrimination. Racial discrimination and passing over for him a promotion. Prior to Cuomo's tenure, HUD was routinely included in the general accounting hoarders of banana watch list of government programs whose poor management made them prone to fraud. During this time of office, two of the HUD's four main departments were removed with a calculus. 
In addition, the department cut 15% of its staff as part of Cuomo initiative to streamline its operations. Cuomo first ran for Democratic nomination for the governor of New York in 2002. He was initially the favorite for nomination and led in fundraising and polls, but his campaign took serious damage after a gaffe when Cuomo said, in reference to the aftermath of the September 11 attacks, the attack he stood by the leader. He held the leader's coat. He was a great assistant to the leader, but he was not a leader. Cream rises to the crop, and Rudolph Giuliani to the top. He was a rocker, Riley derided. Even his father, former Governor Mayor Cuomo, later admitted it was a blunder. On the eve of the state convention, Cuomo withdrew to consideration after including that he had little chance of support against the favorite party candidate, state controller Carl McCall. McCall went on to lose the general election to incumbent George Pataki. Cuomo declared his candidacy for Democratic nomination for the New York State Attorney General in 2006, and on May 30, 2006, captured the Democratic Party's endorsement, receiving 65% of the delegates. Though Cuomo won the endorsement, the Florida New York City public advocate Mark J. Green and two-time candidate for Lieutenant Governor Charlie King also earned places on the Democratic ballot. King dropped out of the race before the primary and endorsed Cuomo. Cuomo won the primary with a majority of the vote, defeating his nearest opponent by over 20%. Clinching the Democratic Party nomination was considered a rebound following his unsuccessful unplugged for the 2002 Gruba National Campaign. In a following nominating convention, June O'Neill, the Democratic chairwoman of St. Lawrence County called him New York's own comeback kid. In the general election on November 7, 2006, he defeated the Republican nominee, former Westchester District Attorney Janine Pirro, winning 58% of the vote. On July 23, 2007, Cuomo's office em- em- the Spitzer administration to order the New York State Police to keep special records of the Senate Majority Leaders Joseph Bruno's whereabouts when he traveled with police escorts in New York City. At the decretion of top officials in the Spitzer administration, the created documents was made to cause political damage to Bruno. Spitzer responded by accepting responsibility and issuing an apology to Bruno. Okay. Give me one moment. No, I'm going to get it today.
Thank you guys. Uh, sorry, I had to. Um, I'm inside in quarantine with my mom. I had to go and do something for her real quick. Alright. Student Loan Inquiry 2007. Cuomo was active in a high profile investigation into the lending practice and anti competitive relationships between student lenders and universities. Specifically, many universities steer borrowers into preferred lender, which resulted into the borrowers incurring higher interest rates. This led to changes in lending policy in major American universities. Many universities also rebated millions of dollars in fees to affected borrowers. On June 10, 2008, Cuomo announced that three major internet service providers, Verizon Communications, Tom Warner Cables, and Sprint, would shut down major sources of online child pornography by no longer hosting many Usenet groups. Time Warner Cable Cease offering units net altogether. Sprint ended access to the 18,408 news groups in the alt hierarchy. And Verizon limited its user net offerings to approximately 3,000 big eight news groups. The move came after Governor Cuomo's office located 88 different news groups to which child pornography has been posted. 2008, Governor Cuomo said of the Democratic Party candidate Barack Obama, who's running against Hillary Clinton, the candidate Cuomo supported, you can't shuck and jive at a press conference. Cuomo received criticism for some of his use of the phrase. Roland Martin says CNN that shucking and jiving has long been words used as a negative assessment of African Americans, along lines of a foot shuffling Negro. Cuomo investigated a corruption scandal, a fraudulent scheme to extract kickbacks, which involved New York investigators, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and the Attorney Generals in the dozens of states. Also in 2009, Cuomo launched a suit against the United Homeless Organization, a New York charity that he charged the majority of the group's income was not used to provide services to the homeless, but was diverted to the founders for unrelated personal expenses. In 2010, Judge Barbara R. Kaepernick granted the judgmental and forced the group to disband. After Hillary Clinton became President Obama's choice for U.S. Secretary of State, the New York Governor David Peterson was charged with appointing a temporary replacement unit for a special election. Cuomo was seen as a leading contender for this appointment. Carolyn Kennedy, was a first cousin of Cuomo's ex-wife. Was a little leading contender, but withdrew for personal reasons two days before Patterson was set to announce his offer choice, leaving Cuomo and U.S. Representative Kristen Gillibrand as most likely appointees. On January 23rd, Patterson, he would now Gillibrand to the U.S. Senate. national elections. On September 18, 2009, advisors to President Barack Obama forwarded Governor David Patterson that he would believe he should withdraw his 2010 gubernatorial candidacy, stepping aside for popular Attorney General Andrew Cuomo. During 3rd, 23rd, 2010, the New York Daily News reported that Cuomo would announce plans for a gubernatorial campaign at the end of March. Later reports indicated Guomo was announced as group by national campaign coincided with Democrat convention in Nate May. On May 22, 2010, Cuomo announced his run for governor in a video posted his campaign website. Governor Cuomo announced his choice for lieutenant governor on May 23, 2010. Robert Duffy, mayor of Rochester. In November 2, 2010, the general election, Cuomo faced Republican Carl Paldano, a Buffalo-based businessman who has been heavily supported by the Tea Party movement. Governor Cuomo won the election for governor by a landslide, winning 62.6% of the vote. Paldino performed strongly in his native Buffalo area, 
Como performed well in the eastern part of the state as well as downstate. In addition to party fielding candidates, New York electoral fusion laws allow parties to cross-endorse candidates. The Independence Party and Working Families Party cross-endorsed Cuomo, with the Conservative Party and the Taxpayers Party cross-endorsed Carl Paladino. The Independence Party line received 164,640 votes, 5% of Cuomo's total, 3.2 of the statewide total. And the Working Families line received 154,853 votes, with the Democratic Party line receiving the main 2,610,020 votes. The Conservative line received 232,281 votes, with Palanito's total 5% of the statewide total, and the Taxpayers line received 25,821 votes with the Republican line receiving the remaining 1,290,082 votes. Okay. 2014. Governor Cuomo sought re-election in 2014 with U.S. Representative Kathy Holo as his new running mate. On March 5, 2014, Westchester County Executive Ralph Santo announced that he will run Republican ticket against Governor Cuomo for governor. Law Professor Zeviv Tichau and Tim Wong challenged the Cuomo holo ticket in the Democratic Party election, capturing 30% on the vote on the Google National Line. On November 4, 2014, Cuomo was re-elected for a second term with 54% of the vote. Asino received 40% of the vote. Despite low voter turnout, Governor Cuomo won the election by a comfortable margin. However, his margin is victory smaller than it had in 2010 victory. Sona won most of upstate New York, but was overwhelmed in New York City. Cuomo was sworn in for his second term as governor. Cuomo was trialed in the primary fire left by actress and activist Cynthia Nixon. She criticized him for having failed to fix the New York City subway following his decoration of the 2017 New York City transit crisis, as well as not protecting undocumented immigrants and not legalizing recreational marijuana, and not creating a single-player health care system. When debating Nixon, Cuomo countered her argument on subways by pointing out that the system is owned by New York City. The past administration agreed it is the governor's realm, as an analysis conducted by New York City controller Scott Stringer revealed that New York City pays for 70% of the subway repair cost. Cuomo defeated Nixon 65.353% to 34%. On November 6, 2018, the Cuomo holo ticket defeated the Milo Killing ticket by margin of 53.6% to 32.2%. cases that he's been going through. This guy has been basically lambasted by the New York Post. Uh, the New York Post is a Republican, uh, conservative-based newspaper in New York City. And they're really giving him a hard time, and rightfully so. So I'm going to read articles from the New York Post. 
basically and after I read the article from the New York Post I'm gonna give my opinion on this situation right now let me take a quick bake I'll be right back Black Wall Street Chronicles, and we're back at it again. Uh, thank you for your patience at a quick break. Uh, was not able to find any articles on the New York Post. What I'll do is I'll find the articles online to basically read, to get the accounts of some of the victims. This is an article from CNN, a defying Cuomo stands increasingly alone. In battle, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo standing increasingly alone for his claims to power. Turning himself into the victim. Excuse me, that's Sorry about that, that was a video. As I was saying, in battle, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo standing increasing alone as he clings to power, turning himself into the victim Friday in the face of overwhelming Democratic calls for him to step aside instead of engaging in the kind of self-reflection that this moment demands. 
is defying calls from his state congressional delegation, including both U.S. Senators Friday evening to step down while suggesting earlier in the day that cancel culture is to blame for his political trouble as he faces a growing number of allegations of sexual harassment. Politicians who don't know a single fact but yet form a conclusion and opinion are, in my opinion, reckless and dangerous. Como told reporters during the news conference Friday, Como's decision to criticize Democratic lawmakers who are abandoning him while adopting to the political rhetoric of former President Donald Trump and some Republicans of cancel culture amounted to the risky maneuver for increasingly isolating Democratic governor. The strategy for weeks now has been anointed to dancing in the head of a pen. After several women described unsettling encounters with him, including flirtations comment during meetings about official businesses and unwanted kiss on the lips on the office, a conversation where he allegedly asked a young aide to inappropriate questions about her sexual partners and willingness to date older men. He has claimed he was misunderstood and innocent of misconduct, while simultaneously stating that the woman's accusations deserve to be heard. He said that some of his comments work may have been insensitive or too personal. And he said, truly sorry for those who misinterpreted his remarks as unwanted flirtation. But that explanation has one thing with the lawmakers. He now faces a wall of opposition against him in his own party. And his aggressive efforts to blame others for his perilous position may only make that worse. Como's position has grown more untainable by the day as new accusations continue to emerge, including a new account Friday from former State House reporter who wrote in a piece for New York Magazine that the governor often trusts her on my arms, my shoulders, the small of my back, my waist when she was a 25-year-old reporter covering him. He is facing two concurrent investigations into allegations by women who worked in this administration. An independent probe by State Attorney General Letitia James in an impeachment investigation that was initiated by Democrats in the State Assembly this week. At the same time, the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn are looking for in a way, at a way in which the Cuomo administration reported COVID-19 deaths in the long-term care facilities. A report by James in January showed those deaths may have been undercounted by as much as 50%. Cuomo acknowledged that there is a delay in reporting the data, but denied any wrongdoing by his administration. Under those converting pressures, dozens of Democratic state lawmakers have called for him to resign in recent weeks including the top Democrat in state Senate. Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins on Friday morning, more than a dozen House Democrats from New York's congressional delegation said that Como should step down. Later in the day, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and New York Senate Kirsten Gillibrand continued to be the avalanche of bad news for the body governor when it released a joint statement, condemning the brave actions of individuals who have come forward with serious accusations of abuse and misconduct. During the multiple credible sexual harassment and misconduct allegations, it is clear that Governor Cuomo has lost the confidence of his governing partners and the people of New York. Governor Cuomo should resign, Schumer and Gillibrand said, nothing that confronting and overcoming the COVID crisis requires sure and steady leadership. The Biden White House has so far declined to call the three-term Democratic halfway to step down. When asked whether President Joe Biden agreed with the calls of Democratic lawmakers for Cuomo to resign, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said earlier Friday, before the senators spoke out, that Biden believes that every woman who has come forward deserves to have a voice heard, and he supports the state attorney general's impendent investigation. And A told CNN the White House had no new comment on matter on Friday morning, uh, evening. Early in the day, the New York governor has defended his leadership on the call with reporters, insisting that there was no one better position to lead New York through budget negotiations and administration of COVID-19 vaccines. 
He asked New Yorkers for the forbearance, stating that people should know the difference between the truth and bowing to cancel culture. To that end, he said that the Senate must let the investigations play out. What is being alleged simply did not happen, and why that's after you get wait to get the facts. I'm not going to do it in the press, and it's not the way it should be done. Doesn't respect anybody's rights. He said after reporters asked the, about the sum of the allegations. Never harassed anyone, never assaulted anyone, I've never abused anyone, Cuomo said. The extent to get these people who say, well, he took a picture with me and I was uncomfortable, I apologize for that. Several women, in fact, describe instances where Cuomo made them feel uncomfortable when he touched them while standing next to them for a photograph. In a new account in the New York Magazine Post Friday, Jessica Bateman, now a reporter at WRLRN in Miami, said that she got caught in one of those incidents during the 2014 holiday party where Cuomo indicated that he wanted to pose for a picture at a time when she was covering him. She said Cuomo took her by the hand, put his arm around her with his hand on her waist and held her firmly in place. Bigman said that she wanted to get away with the account of stress and then felt humiliated. When she said Governor turned to her in front of the colleagues and said, I'm sorry, am I making you uncomfortable? I thought we were going steady. He wanted me to know I was powerless, that I was small and weak, and I did not deserve the relative power that I have. He platformed to hold him accountable for his words and his actions. Big McWork on our account, he wanted me to know that he can take my dignity away at any moment for inappropriate comment on a hand on my waist. CNN has reached out to, Gov- to Cuomo administration for direct comment on our allegations. Women have a right to come forward and to be heard, Cuomo said to reporters Friday. I did not do what has been alleged, period, he said, generally denying new allegations against them. The, Cuomo, the governor appears to have no patience, however, for what he perceives to be a rush of judgment along his colleagues, both the New York State legislator and his Congress, and they administered them during the news conference Friday. The people of New York should have not confidence in a politician who takes position without knowing any facts or substance. But for a politician who has been faltered by his peers, by his forceful, sometimes bullying style in legislative negotiations, this moment hardly seemed like an opportune time for him to be lashing out at those who are questioning his judgment or who are standing behind women who said he deserves to be heard. The governor keeps pleading for patience and understanding, but many of his fellow Democratic elected officials seem to be determined that his time is up. As Cuomo confronts crisis, his lieutenant governor must walk fine line by Robert J. McCarthy. I'm reading an article from the Buffalo newspaper in Buffalo, New York. Amid a two-nausea new calls for resignation of Governor M. Cuomo, Governor and Senders are speculating that transition discussions are already underway. They're as quietly behind the scenes as possible. These conversations, they say, surround Lieutenant Governor Cavi Hollow's constitutional obligation to assume the governor should allegations of sexual and misconduct lodged by six women against Cuomo and this declining Rick's line in Albany. And even though Cuomo on Friday reiterated his resolve to remain in office, Albany veterans as well as those coastal lieutenant governor believe some degree has planned to have begun, even in informal whispers behind closed doors. 
I would imagine she is at least getting informed about the budget, said Peter J. Kernan, who was counsel for Governor David A. Patterson after regular uh, uh, resignation of Governor Elliot Spitzer in 2008. Unlike Governor Patterson, she would not have a strong relationship with the legislator. While she would enjoy life's of goodwill, she would be in a disadvantage. Indeed, Cuomo on Fridays afternoon cited his responsibilities in crafting an approximately $200 billion budget as visiting calls to step down. Even after Senate Majority Leader Charles E. Schumer, Senator Kristen E. Gillibrand, Republican Brian Higgins, and 13 other congressional colleagues from New York requested his vaccination earlier in the day. Hoko, meanwhile, is maintaining low profile and avoiding reporters even as the crisis develops her boss. Those who will know her say that she will never let herself be caught unprepared should the need for a transition arise and is probably accepting counsel for longtime associates. Several sources immediately point to the man they identify as her chief advisor, Will James Colvin Jr., a husband and former U.S. attorney for Western New York and who is now senior vice president and general counsel for Delaware and North Coast. Bill probably has offered more advice than anyone, said one Hutchell associate who asked not to be identified. Having served as U.S. attorney, he gets it. Higgins looked kind to elaborate Friday in his call for Cuomo to step down. Though he's never dwelled in Cuomo's inner circle, several sources described the congressman as Hochul's extremely close political associate and logical source of advice. State legislators to whom she might turn, they add, include Assemblywoman Deborah J. Click of Manhattan and Mamie Paulin of Westchester County. In Buffalo, sources point to close relationships with former Assembly Majority Leader Paul Atascas, former Republican. John J. Lefus, Erie County Democratic Chairman Jeremy J. Zellner, and Democratic fundraiser and attorney Kenneth A. Manning. Most assume she will continue to rely on Deputy Chief of Staff Melissa Benchinki as her side throughout her constant statewide travel. Situation will also certainly call for Crisis Management Council. Stephen J. W. Bell, a Buffalo crisis and reputation management consultant who said even as Holt's remains were loyal to the governor, she must walk a fine line. As a woman, there will be pressure for a woman to say, have her say that this kind of behavior is unacceptable, Bell said. So do you publicly call out your boss? The trick here is not to do it too late, not to come on later and say, oh yeah, I'm glad he resigned. You need to show integrity. She will never advance herself for the government since he said she's already decided how to handle this. She is loyal and waiting for the facts to come out. Similar transitions occurred only twice since 1973 when Lieutenant Governor Malcolm Wilson succeeded Governor Nelson A. Rockefeller, who resigned, and Patterson succeeded Spitzer 13 years ago when the governor resigned following a prostitution scandal. Those who experienced them say concurrent events in business of government make preparation essential. Kenny remembers that on the day Spitzer stepped down, Wall Street's deepening financial crisis worsened when Bear Stearns and Coles stock lost 90% of its value. So suddenly we're in a state caught in the grip of the Great Recession and the new governor is confronted with an enormous drop in state revenues. Kernan said recalling the translation took all took about in 24 hours. Ms. Holcomb would have become governor. She would have at least some period of time to take incurities about the front burner issues. I imagine she'd get at least informed about it. David J. Schwartz. The former Erie County Kirk, who was serving as Spitzer's Motor Vehicles Commissioner at the time, called such situations extremely unsettling for everyone. 
Like Patterson, Starch predicted Hoko would be familiar enough to direct, direct state operations through Cuomo's commissioners and close aides, though she would probably name her secretary to the governor. Having someone as your person as secretary to the governor is critical, said Sparks, now the president of Buffalo, Erie County, Botanical Gardens. They become the gatekeeper. You have to make sure who is someone who is well-versed in politics in New York State who is extremely loyal to the governor. Kernan. Speculating Governor Hosea will replace Secretary to the Governor Marissa Del Rosa. There's no way she'll stay, he said, adding he will advise a new governor to allow a media appoint a new Lieutenant Governor as did Patterson and Richard, Richard, Richard Ravage. Curtin said that selecting someone from another part of the state will bolster her political bona fides by positioning himself as someone fully intending to seek election herself in 2024. She will want some politically astute person who will provide a political advantage, he said. Yes, so... Uh, before I close out this podcast, I'll say this. I believe these accusations is coming out because there's rumors that Governor Cuomo is responsible for 3,000 487 deaths of COVID-19 pandemic in the nursing homes. And this is why I believe they're coming out with these accusations and punishing Governor Cuomo for making that big and drastic mistake. Um, I don't know Governor Cuomo. While I was working with New York State Department of Civil Service, I heard he was a pretty cool guy. Uh, never had any issues. Never met him. Because I was just an intern. Alright, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, Again, my podcast will be out uh, once a week from now on. There will be um, any holdups. Thank you very much. And this is Jeffrey Frazier signing off.